What about in the world of sports, where the inspiration comes from the wildlife? There was nobody better than the jockey, Willie Shoemaker. There's two examples where his intimacy with learning how horses communicate at the Kentucky Derby, both winning at age 54 because he could communicate with this horse, Ferdinand, and beat the odds and won the race, the oldest jockey to ever win the Kentucky Derby, but also in losing. In May of 1957, he miscalculated, not the horse, but he miscalculated the finish line, stood up because he thought it was over, and the horse did what he said, even though he knew the other horses were right next to him, outrunning him. Let's go to the Bill Shoemaker story. Let's do soundbite number five. His father was a cotton farmer in Texas, and he was born in a town called Fabens on August 19, 1931. When the doctor delivered him, he weighed two and a half pounds. The doctor just left him on the bed and said, he'll die before the night's over. But his grandma put him in a shoebox, turned the cook stove on, left the oven door cracked open to let air in, and the doctor was wrong. She incubated him through the night, and he didn't die. They named the two and a half pounds William Lee. At 10, he moved to California. At 14, he got a job at a ranch. And from the first day, he knew that's where he belonged, among horses. Up at five, watering the training track, mucking out the stalls, rubbing down the stock, $75 a month with room and board. Shoemaker had been a tiny kid, to be sure. And like a lot of small boys, he had to prove he was tough. With his size, the advice was inevitable. Son, you ought to be a jockey. By 1949, he was just that, a jockey. And he was tough. He had ridden against the best riders, and he had ridden the best horses. So let's go to two of his races that both involved the Kentucky Derby. Here's a, here's a race, May of 1957, and you're going to hear Bill Shoemaker actually speaking, which is going to be great. And here he lost the race because he could communicate with the horse like nobody else, but it was the jockey, Bill Shoemaker, that miscalculated the finish line and stood up. He thought the race was over, and he lost the race. Let's go to one through four. But it was this Derby Day in May of 1986 that would live with the shoe forever. At the age of 54, Shoemaker teamed up with a 17-to-1 long shot named Ferdinand. And for Shoemaker, he found himself riding against jockeys young enough to be his sons. At the start of the race, Shoe and Ferdinand were down on the rail, pinched back. Hitting into the first turn, they found themselves dead last. But as the horses entered the famed Churchill Downs stretch, Chu saw a hole and boldly moved Ferdinand down to the inside where they found racing room. Together, they catapulted through on the rail and ran down the leaders. Amazingly, Chu's fourth derby win came more than three decades after he had first smelled the sweet scent of the roses. So let's go to Kentucky Derby victories, one through four. May 4th, 1957, in that 83rd Kentucky Derby will long be remembered by jockey Bill Shoemaker and others for the quality of those who ran. Uh, that might have been the best field of any derby ever run, uh, because all uh, there's about five horses in there were really, really top horses, and they all proved it the next year because they all won big stake races as four-year-olds uh, all over the country. 
The race came down to this dramatic stretch drive with Shoemaker on the outside on Gallant Man and Bill Hartack on the inside riding Iron Liege. Deep in the stretch, Gallant Man on the lead, Shoe, thinking he had reached the finish line, raised up. The mistake I made, it happened so fast I wasn't able to get him out before the uh, Kentucky Derby that day. I only had the one mountain, that was Gallant Man. And that track is, uh, is a lot different than uh, most tracks. The finish line is like a sixteenth of a mile further t towards the first turn than uh, any track in the country. And that's that's how I made the mistake, missed the finish line. Shoemaker had lost the 1957 Kentucky Derby by a nose. Even worse for Shoe. He believed it was his error that cost Gallant Man the victory handed jockey Bill Hartack the first of his five derby wins. I think it could I think it made was the difference. I think I would have won that race yeah, if I could have kept riding him hard, yeah. What helped get Shoemaker through the biggest mistake of his entire racing career was the support of Gallant Man's owner, Ralph Lowe. Well he was disappointed and so so was I uh, because I made that mistake uh, but the stewards told me they thought it was an honest mistake they weren't going to take any action and uh, I went to Dallas, Texas to see Mr. Lowe and about a week later I got a telegram from them uh, the steward saying that because of the uh, importance of the race and uh, all the coverage, uh, television coverage that he got they were compelled to suspend me 15 days for making that mistake. And he got mad at, Ralph Lowe got mad at the stewards. And he said, well, I'm not going to run my horse in the Preakness. I'll wait until the shoemaker gets up and uh, run him in the Belmont. And that's what he did. Didn't he have a gift for you in the last? Oh, he sent me a new automobile, a big, beautiful Chrysler, to uh, kind of make me feel a little better because I really felt bad. Mm. And that at age 54, in 1986, the oldest jockey ever to win the Kentucky Derby, because he could communicate with that animal, with Ferdinand. Listen to the Bill Shoemaker story number five. It was always a distinctive look to the way Shoe rode a race. It's been said that Bill Shoemaker bothered a horse less than any other jockey. The craft of a jockey is not just skill and intelligence and physical conditioning. It's timing and touch and intuitive reaction. When that timing is missing, so are the winds. The timing, the touch, how to communicate with a horse. What are the birds really saying in your backyard? That lion following that herd of cattle in Swaziland and the Zulu herder who became a singer, Solomon Linda, which became the lion sleeps tonight. There's a whole world out there that I would love to learn more about. In my opinion, to take advantage of the quarantine, you can walk outside in your backyard or open up the window and listen to spring that's arriving. Listen to those birds. Look at the flowers changing. Just like Solomon Linda listened to the sounds of nature as he herded his cattle and the lion was following them. Like Willie Shoemaker could have a sixth sense with the horses that he was around. The wildlife is all around us, but the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. And coming up next, I'm going to be talking to a man who knows all about that world, the wilderness that surrounds us, even in an urban center of Los Angeles, 
the great Nate Johnson, coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.